welcome to Taking It Personally, the podcast for heart-led entrepreneurs who have a message to share through their business to positively impact the world. I'm Elle Turner, writer, business mindset mentor, mother and lifelong learner who wants to show you that when business is personal, that's when it can really make a difference, not only in your life, but in the lives of those around you and in the wider world. I'm on a heart-led mission to harness the power of thought leadership, mindset and personal growth to help you express your heartfelt, soul-led message with confidence to the world and grow your own impactful business. So whether you're a coach, a consultant, an author, a speaker, or in any other business, if you have a message to share and a positive impact to make, then here's my number one tip. Join me on this podcast every week and let's find out what we can do by taking it personally. Welcome or welcome back to the podcast where we talk about all things entrepreneurial leadership and mindset so that you can grow your heart-led impact-driven business and live the life that resonates with you that is in harmony with you at a heart and soul level. Well hey there, how are you today? It's Elle here from lturner.me and I am delighted as ever to be back with you for another episode of the show. It's been a great start to the month for me so far, insofar as I finally got true time management for new and experienced solopreneurs out into the world. Did you know that already? If you listened to the podcast episode from a couple of weeks ago, you probably will know that I've got a new short online course available to help solopreneurs manage their time. Now, the link's in the description if that's piqued your interest, because today's episode's not about that, but it has made it a good start to Q4 for me to have met the goal of launching that. So hooray for that, as I like to say. But how has Q4 started for you? You know that I love to be kept in the loop. So let me know. Email me l at lturner.me or DM me on Instagram. I'm at lturner underscore writer and I can't wait to hear all your news and all your updates. But until then, what are we talking about today? Well, one of the things I like to do on this podcast is to lay out to you my take on some hot topics in the online space and how we can look at them through our CEO eyes instead of potentially getting swept up in a lot of noise and polarizing opinions, which I find just takes up mental bandwidth that I personally need to use elsewhere. So in the online space and particularly in social media posts and shorter content, it's not always the place we find a lot of nuance. And that's obvious why. It's easier in longer form content like a podcast episode like this or a blog or a live stream to have space for more context and explanation. But even then, they're mostly one-sided media in real time. For example, you might have a comment or something you disagree with or want to add to what I say here today. But to do that, you'd have to message me and then I'd have to message you back. And it's not in real time and it's not a group conversation. The point being that the way that I or someone else present content lives on as it stands and is only one view when we're talking about social media posts or even the longer form content. And plus, We're told it's good marketing, right? It's good content marketing and positioning to take a stand and to be polarizing, to magnetize ideal clients and repel those who wouldn't be interested in what we offer. 
And as a concept, that's great. I get it. But it can be just that or it can feel just that polarizing, can't it? Which adds to the don't do it that way, do it this way noise that is so prevalent when it comes to advice on how to grow a business, which contributes to the overwhelm and the confusion and the general stuckness that my work is designed to help us navigate through and manage and be less affected by so that we can get on with the business of our business, right? So I get it and it's understandable how it all unfolds the way that it does and the noise that it is. But I want to take the space we have here in today's episode to talk about the thorny topic of responsibility results and resentment when it comes to investing in coaching or mentoring or training support or similar in your online business and the results that you have or maybe haven't experienced from doing so. I want us to look at this topic through a leadership lens to help you decide your own position on the subject and make it easier for you to either feel confident investing in support or not but based on making an active decision on your part and one that's not coming from a place of fear or scarcity or confusion because of the noise and polarising opinions in the online space. And just to help you make sense of how you feel too about past investments so that you can make objective decisions about future ones going forward. So that's what I want to talk about today, because we could just say that the past isn't an indicator of the future and leave it at that, because that is true. But I want us to go a bit deeper because I think that will be helpful. So let's get into it. Now, I've been seeing a lot of talk in the online space, particularly lately, about where does the responsibility lie if you don't see the results you were looking for during the period of time you work with someone in a coaching or a mentoring or a training capacity? And what's the place? of the resentment you might understandably feel that flows from that? And I think that is a great question. But before I get fully into my take on this topic, I want to say that when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about legitimate relationships where everyone is acting in good faith and in integrity. I'm not talking about people who are deliberately perpetuating shonky experiences. They exist in every walk of life. We already know that. And there are only two things that I think about in that sort of situation, and that's a feasibility of legal redress or leaving it to karma. And I decide based on what's best for me at the time. Now, I'm just talking in general terms, not business terms there, although I would take the same approach if that were ever to arise. But just to be clear, for the purposes of today's episode, I'm talking about legitimate entrepreneurs investing in support from legitimate entrepreneurs. And primarily, I'm talking about the business coaching space because that's the online space that I know best. So I've developed my perspective from this field. And again, just to be clear, in case you're new here, I'm not a business coach. I'm a leadership development specialist, but because I work with entrepreneurs with the intention being to help them grow their business, that's the same ballpark as a business coach. It's just a different service. So I've developed my perspective from this field, but let's broaden it out as best we can. Let's talk about hiring a service provider to help you get specific results, such as if you hire a service provider to help you get results in your business and you don't get these results while you're working with them. Where does the responsibility lie for this perceived quote-unquote failure and why? And what can you do with feelings of resentment that might arise? Now, I think this episode will be helpful, even if you've never been in that particular position yourself, 
And even if you don't provide coaching yourself, because I think as business owners, we will all at some point have or have had or will go on to have experience of hiring a service provider for the purpose of getting a result, whether that's in a coaching or mentoring capacity or not. So let's talk about responsibility and results, but let's also talk about feelings of resentment that might arise because these feelings are natural, right? When you want something and you don't get it. It's human nature to be disappointed and it's also very human to try to assign blame, whether that's either to someone else or to yourself and to then mentally beat yourself up for not being good enough or whatever. I've certainly been there. I don't know about you. So I want to talk about what we can do when we feel like this and how we can look at it and think about it so that we use it in a helpful way as a learning lesson going forward as CEOs in our business. Now, first of all, if you haven't listened to last week's episode on marketing in the online space, now might be a good time to do so actually and then come back to this episode because the two episodes go together in that last week I talked about learning to read the marketing chain to ensure that you're clear about what you're getting when you make a purchase. As I said, most marketing to business owners boils down to XYZ will help you make more money. And again, remember, I'm talking about legitimate operators here. So that's very possibly the case that XYZ will make you more money. But often there are steps between XYZ and the money result that you need to be clear on and take into consideration when you're making your investment decisions. Otherwise, you're maybe not going to get what you're expecting from whatever you are investing in. And the thing is, it does follow in the linear way that our brains like to think that more money will be the direct result you're going to achieve by purchasing XYZ that you're reading about in the marketing content, whether that's business coaching, mentoring or whatever. So I do understand that if at the end of the day, that's not your experience, that it's not the direct result of the service, you wonder if you've been somehow duped or taken in by marketing. I absolutely understand that. But on the other side, you'll also find in the contracts you sign at the start of a coaching or mentoring relationship that the provider has a clause in their contract that says that they can't guarantee any specific results. And that too is legitimate. I certainly make sure that that's in my terms of business. So what does that mean then for the responsibilities within the process? What can your expectations be? In general terms, very general terms, the bottom line is it's the responsibility of the coach or mentor to provide what they say they'll provide with due skill and in a way that's fit for purpose. Now, that's not a legal definition, so don't take it as one. I'm not a lawyer and I can't give legal advice. That's me kind of paraphrasing and summing up. So that's the responsibility of the coach or the mentor to provide what they say they'll provide and in a way that's fit for purpose and have the skill to do so. If they do that, it's then what you do with what they provide that comes into the equation too. But I think what can be confusing sometimes and can risk us making a decision that disappoints us and that we subsequently resent is that when marketing speaks to a result someone has experienced, you don't know where they were in their journey when they started working with that person. The point being that there are too many variables in this sort of work 
to take uh, A plus B equals C as anything other than a possibility. So in the example I used, do X, Y, Z and you'll make more money. That may absolutely well be the point and the intention with X, Y, Z. But where you are in your journey when you come into that process will determine how you execute it thereafter. So if you're brand new to the online space, it's almost certainly going to take you longer to achieve the result you're looking for than someone who has, for example, had a previous business, even a quote unquote failed business, who knows more about the ropes and the pitfalls of the online space in general. Now, there are always exceptions and outliers, and all we can do in this sort of forum is talk generally. Your results will depend on the combination of knowledge and experience and competence and effort and time and energy and all these sorts of things that you bring to the process. Now, I would say it's part of the service provider's job and part of their responsibility to manage expectations within the sales and buying process. And as a prospective buyer, I would suggest that it's something you bring up as part of a clarity call or whatever. In my application questionnaire for my mentoring and training program, I ask what you want to achieve out of our time together. And I would use the clarity call to talk about what I can and can't do for you within that and within the parameters of the program. Because the bottom line is I can only control what I bring to the table not what you then pick up from the table and not what you do with it. Obviously, I can guide you, set up accountability processes, be a sounding board, help you when you're stuck and all the things that go into the element of support that comes alongside the training and mentoring service. So absolutely, the service provider has responsibilities and these responsibilities are on the side of integrity, clarity, managing expectations, service delivery. That should all help you get results as in not get them for you, your successes are all yours. But again, the timescales for these results will depend on a lot of variables, not least those I've spoken about, like your starting point, but also what happens thereafter. And the timescales aren't in your control either because life happens, right? So for my own purposes as a business owner and a buyer, I believe in universal time and that everything happens as and when it should. That's just part of my own belief system generally, but it does help me in business too, because I think another trip hazard, if you like, in the coaching mentoring relationship is the inference or suggestion or expectation, I'm not quite sure of the word, that the arrival of the result and the duration of the container are correlated. And maybe that's true in some cases, depending on the purpose and the content and the nature of the expected results. But I know, for example, in my own one-to-one mentoring and training program, the container is the length it is for the purposes of teaching and consolidating and practicing and assimilating the content into your way of working and approaching your business. The intention being that it's a method that will stand you in good stead for the lifetime of your business and have you see a return on the investment for the program as many times over as the business you choose to build allows. There's no direct link or correlation between the length of the program and the return on the investment for the program because that's not the best way to set up the content of the program. You know, I don't even know how I would do that because again as I say the whole purpose is to give you skills and practices to last you for the lifetime of your business right so 
To widen it out and talk more generally again, you might indeed make money in your business after buying and implementing XYZ, but not receive a financial return on your investment in the program until after you've left the program container. Does that mean what the service provider has offered works or doesn't work? Now, looking at it in that binary way, I reckon completely misses the nuance that I talked about at the beginning of this episode and also misses the many intangible benefits that hopefully you'll receive that contribute to your achievement of the financial result that you were seeking whenever it arrives. Does that make sense? Now, just to reiterate, I am in no way condoning people marketing and selling stuff that they don't know how to deliver. Definitely not. What I am saying is your achievement of a result doesn't mean the coach you're working with is better than another with whom you didn't achieve a result because you too are bringing something different to the table in the two different situations. And this knowledge and frame of mind helps too when dealing with feelings of resentment. I am not minimising feelings of disappointment when you don't get what you want from a situation. I've experienced that personally more than once and it's actually held me back on the other side of the relationship too, which, side note, might be a conversation for another day if you're a coach or a mentor and you find you're holding back because you're terrified of disappointing someone. I a gazillion percent get that, which comes back to the point that I made earlier about clarity and managing expectations and all that good stuff. But getting back to the, the point of the episode, Even though I've benefited from every investment I've made in the business, the timescales have sometimes been extremely frustrating and worrying. So I am definitely not minimising those feelings. What I am hoping to do is give you a perspective to think about, both to help you feel safer and more confident making investment decisions going forward and to help you come to terms with and understand in a different way, maybe the results of investments you've made in the past if you need to. I would love to know what you think about this. How do you feel about making decisions about investing in your business? Have you, as a buyer, worked with a coach or a mentor, whether you are a coach or mentor yourself or in any other business, maybe you're a photographer, maybe you're a VA, maybe you're a writer, an artist, have you ever worked with a coach or mentor for the purposes of getting a specific result in your business? And if so, how do you feel about the results you've achieved since doing so or maybe not achieved since doing so? How do you feel about that? Are you a coach or mentor yourself? And if so, how have your own experiences of working with a coach or mentor affected, either positively or negatively, your ability to offer your own services? I mean, there's so much to talk about here. I would love it if you'd get in touch and let me know your viewpoint. Email me l at lturner.me or you can find me on IG at lturner underscore writer, as you know. If you're thinking about investing in coaching or mentoring or training to help you achieve results, grow your business and all that good stuff, I hope that both last week's episode on reading the marketing chain and today's chat about responsibilities, results and resentment has given you some food for thought and some questions to ask to help you do due diligence and make your investment decisions. Now, based on my knowledge and experience, it's focusing on your entrepreneurial leadership development so that you can approach your business with a CEO mindset and look through that leadership lens as a basis for taking action 
the actions that will get you the results, aka the clients and the money. It's focusing on your entrepreneurial leadership development that will enable you to do that. So I'd like to invite you to check out how we could work together. I'll leave a link in the podcast description to more information about my one-to-one mentoring and training program. It doesn't have a name yet. I've thought of about 15 names for it and liked each of them for about 2.5 seconds and then thought they were extremely naff. So Let's just call it my one-to-one mentoring and training program for the moment and we'll all get a nice surprise when I come up with a decent name for it. But the point being, if you're wanting to leverage the power of online business to create personal wealth and positively impact the world, have a look at this program because I created it specifically for online solopreneurs and micro business owners who want to do just that. And since we've been talking about the marketing chain, let's flesh that out a little bit. The result that I want my program to help you achieve is to create personal wealth and positively impact the world. I believe that focusing on your entrepreneurial leadership development will help you do that because it will enable you to approach your business in a way that is going to enable you to take the action that will get you to the results of creating personal wealth and positively impacting the world. If you just take my course and don't take any action specific to your particular business and the product or service you provide, and that part's in your hands, the program itself can't do it for you. And the thing is, we know that we just need to remember it and follow the trail when we're reading marketing materials. Right. So as I say, I would love to know what you think about this episode. That is almost all for me today. But before I go, as I often ask, if you've enjoyed today's episode of Taking It Personally, could I ask you to consider leaving us a big cuddly stellar review on Apple Podcasts? That will help us so much to increase our reach, which I would love to do because I do believe it's people like you growing their own business and then leveraging it for good who will make the world a better place. And therefore, the more heart-led, impact-driven entrepreneurs we can connect with, the better. So if you think Taking It Personally is worth a stellar review, Thank you so much if you have a minute to leave one. I'll speak with you again next week on the podcast. But until then, enjoy your business. Bye for now. Thank you for taking it personally and spending this time with me to talk all things business mindset and entrepreneurial leadership. I so appreciate your desire to have this conversation and join me on my truly heart-led mission. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you and your success always. So join me next time to talk about what we can do by taking it personally.